0: Hello, everyone. I'm happy to have Denny Doolin, the leader of the Doolin Group. Denny, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So this is going to be a fun interview, but to get us started, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do in about 90 seconds?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I manage the Doolin Group of Long & Foster. It's a team of nine professional real estate agents. One of them also happens to be an appraiser. We work out of the Green Spring office in Lutherville, but we serve the entire metropolitan area
0: brilliant tell me who's your favorite superhero and what's the attribute they have that speaks to you
1: you know that's that's a pretty easy question to answer i am the flash i have high energy and i move all the time
0: so not opening up a trench coat you mean really fast i mean
1: really fast i just give me a list of things and i'll go from one to ten quickly
0: so is that what drives you completing those tasks and just moving on
1: Well, I like to complete the tasks. I have a long list of things I do every day. Um, I start early, I work late. So I do like having order. Um, I prioritize things, uh, and I do like um, working through things and not wasting time.
0: Has that always been you, or was there a point in your life where you made that switch and went to very kind of get it done mode?
1: You know, I think in school, my inherent personality has a little bit of ADD. Right. And I had to learn long before we diagnosed that how to function successfully. So early on, I started prioritizing and making lists, and that's how I got things accomplished.
0: Isn't that magnificent how people just autocorrect themselves? Like it's not been labeled, don't know what to do, but you find a strategy that works for you, and you just say, okay, that allows me to move forward.
1: It's really important because we all aren't dealing with everything perfect. We all have imperfections. That is what makes us, that's what makes humanity. And we need to always self-reflect and realize what are our weaknesses and figure out ways to compensate in order to be our best selves.
0: One of the things I like a distinction, at least for me personally, is never going for best but always going for better. That just keeps me looking to improve normally in small little ways Mm -hmm. that hopefully make a big difference.
1: Yeah, if you want to improve 100% in a year, if you narrow it down, to do a half percent every day, and every day wake up saying, I'm gonna do better than I did yesterday. Whether it's brushing your teeth, doing your exercises, eating better, calling more clients, servicing more people, if you improve a little every day, it's amazing what you can get done.
0: But most people get caught up in the trap of, I have to make this massive improvement, which sometimes creates inertia, or sometimes just is destined to failure. So how do you coach your team Uh, to kind of do that small incremental improvement?
1: You know, I think accountability is really important to, 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 in the third quarter, fourth quarter of every year, to look forward to what is your plan for the next year. Break it down. Break it down to daily activities so that when you get off track, it's very easy to go back to your plan and see what you have to do every day to get back on track.
0: If I was guessing, I could imagine some manager in 200 B.C., going to their like employees, because they had them back then. Hey, just break it down, go Uh smaller. And so it's something that we've known for a while. Why is it uh, do you think that only Olympians and highly successful people tend to live it? So they know it and they do it. And what stops people from from doing that? Because it isn't hard, but it's hard to do.
1: It isn't hard, and it is hard to do. You know, in our industry, we are independent contractors. Uh, We don't have a particular uh, boss that we report to every day. So it's very easy to get off schedule. The discipline is so important in any sales job. But in our job, I think it's really, when you're an independent contractor, to really be disciplined. Um, I think it's developing a good habit. I think we have to exercise. I'm a big believer of exercise and eating well and having some mind space in order to serve others. And you've got to get in a routine. And when you break it down, it's not overwhelming. If you think every day I want to make five calls... That's not hard. But if you say every every month I want to make 150, it's overwhelming. daunting. I'll it's do it tomorrow daunting. or the next day exactly. or the next day it's and easy then to before procrastinate. you know it,
0: you've got 100 left to do today and that's right. never going to happen. Yep. So, what gets you up in the morning? What motivates you to keep going and excelling in what you do?
1: You know, that's a really good question. Um, I have always been one to either do it or not do it. I give 110% with everything I do. I decided early on in life that if I was going to be successful, it was going to be on my shoulders. It was not going to be on the coattails of someone else. And the only way to succeed is to every day question what you did yesterday and learn from it and make tomorrow and today better. And so serving people and and making sure that I can give the best service, because I believe strongly that I do give the best service, really helps me want to help my clients more
0: who's your mentor?
1: Mm. And what's the
0: attribute they have that you go, you know, that serves me well?
1: I've done so many different things through my life. I have a I have a wide variety of mentors. I can't really narrow it down to one, but one person said something to me years and years ago is when you learn from somebody else, you will pick up some of their attributes. So it's very important when you do mentor and other mentor and when you mentor others that you really shine, because you're having a huge impact on how others learn and perform.
0: So model the behavior you want them to do, and not...
1: Completely. Don't do what people tell you to do, do what people do, and follow that behavior. It's huge. It's huge. People are always watching.
0: Denny, if you could have lunch with anybody from history, from fiction, somebody right now living today, who would that person be, and what's the question that you really need answered?
1: I always go back to the same person whenever I think about that, and um, it's probably going to come as a surprise to you, but Oprah Winfrey blows me away. A black woman growing up in the 50s in the poor South, and to become who she has become, that's grit, and that is not letting obstacles get in your way. It's just moving forward every day, one step after another, and I just find her incredibly inspiring, and I would like to know why. How did she become that at such a young age? What, what switched her in her brain to say, I can overcome all and be so successful? She's, a, she's just an amazing individual.
0: Denny, what was your first sales job?
1: I think sales is so underestimated. We are salesmen when we're kids. We're salesmen Definitely. in high school. We're salesmen in college. We're salesmen with our children and our significant others. And I think I learned really young that how you present something is critical for your success.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: So when you narrow it down to what was my first? Probably when I wanted a pony. <laughs> Did I you get to, one? I, yeah, I got one. And I had to give reasons why. And I had to substantiate that I would take care of it. And I had to literally sell my parents on buying me a pony. So I think anyone who thinks they aren't in sales doesn't understand sales and and they should because it will only make you a better person, a better spouse, a better parent, a better community contributor when you realize how you present matters.
0: We just uh, passed Easter. Jesus was only able to kind of convince 12 people, but his uh, <laughs> disciples, apostles were great marketers and they uh, captured the world. It's all about yes, They did dedication and the message. So what's the best deal you ever closed? Was it the pony? or Was it something
1: different? Oh, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to say when I go back to the deals, because I feel like my life has been has, I try to look back at the positives. I do not reflect on the negatives, except for to learn from them. And then I get rid of them. So there have been several things, I think, in my life that You know, I have created an environment to be successful. So it's hard to say one particular deal, but certainly when you meet a spouse... I think that's huge. When Absolutely. you find a career that works for you, I think that's huge. Um, you know, I, 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 I really—it's hard for me to put my finger on one particular deal. I think life is a succession of successes and failures. I am also a big believer and advocate that you can only succeed by failure—not in failure as a sense that's catastrophic. Although some people have, I do think we can't shy away from failure i think we have to embrace it i think we have to learn from it i think we have to put ourselves in an environment where people around us understand and accept that failure is a part of growth and i think that is a huge huge obstacle that people have to embrace and overcome because it is that is how we become successful and
0: i think it all comes down to like from a new europe science point of view human beings are meaning making machines And the meaning you're choosing to make out of those experiences is, what's the lesson? How do I move on to the next thing? Uh, Learn and forget the negative, positive learn, and just recreate and move forward, Mm -hmm. where other people can go through the exact same experience if they make a different meaning out of it. I'm broken. I'm not good enough life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've probably had a lot of people that might have been direct managers or people that were around you. Who was the best manager you had and what was the uh, thing they taught you that you still uh, value today?
1: You know, every decision we assist our clients, as far as the real estate world in, matters. They're huge. We manage one of people's largest assets. Yes. And oftentimes when you're in, in, in any industry long enough, You become hardened to it and you forget about the important impact that the decisions and the assistance you give to people has huge impact day in and day out. So I never take it for granted. I never take my clients for granted. I never take any referrals for granted. I treat every person as though it's my only client and give them the attention that they need and that I feel that is important to allow them to be educated to make the best decisions possible. So one of my early managers identified that I would be successful. And they told me early on, don't lose sight of what you do.
0: Looking at you say that, your body language is in perfect congruity with what you just said. And you have a team that you lead. So how do you instill that value in other human beings? Because you can tell them, but how do you get them to actually believe it and take it to heart?
1: You know, that's a challenge. I think that's a challenge for any manager mm-hmm. because. I feel the way I do from years and years of successes and failures and growth. I put a lot of energy and effort trying to be the best I can be. And I always am questioning myself. I feel that it's important to be in an environment of honesty, that we we can talk honestly about what are you doing, why is it working, why isn't it working. And they have to feel safe and be vulnerable okay? I'm not making the calls I need to do. I'm not doing what I need to do. And I understand the importance and try to help them get back into that routine of what it takes to be successful. But I think the environment is really important. And it's also important that I uh, continue doing what I do the way I do it so they can see that it does work.
0: What do you think is the greatest challenge in sales today? One in real estate with automation coming in, Mm. Uh, different programs that people can use, down to 1% commission. What's the biggest challenge for realtors? And secondly, what's the biggest challenge in sales generally, do you think?
1: I think for realtors, it's to bring value. Um, I think when when the consumer works with a high-quality real estate agent, they understand the value. Unfortunately, in this industry that we're seeing today, there are a 1,000 new agents every quarter getting their license, so they don't know how to bring value to their clients. Um, But when you have a quality agent, you see the value because the, the knowledge they have had for years and years of experience. So I think that's the most important thing in real estate because with automation, like everything, Amazon is a perfect example, you know? Automation is huge, it is where our economy is going. But there, there are a lot of transactions in this world of sales, and I think real estate is one of them, where that personal influence is vitally important to, to help people assist them in moving from house A to B. Because it's not just buying and selling bricks and mortar. It's a lifestyle change. And it just doesn't happen by a wire of money. Right. It's a process.
0: Brilliant. So how do you keep your sales team motivated
1: you know, we all come in the office every day. That's huge. A lot, of, a lot of independent contractors and a lot of salespeople work out of their house, which I think is great to have that flexibility. But in my opinion, I think you've got to go to work every day. You've got to treat sales as though it's a full-time profession, not a part-time hobby. So coming to the office every day and seeing the activity and the energy, that inherently motivates you.
0: Brilliant. How do you know you're making the right hire? Because sometimes, you know, people look, it's like dating. They look pretty (laughs) and groomed, and the resume is packed full of lies. I know mine is. Yeah, Uh, yeah.
1: And, you know, that is tough. You know, I think the most experienced of managers make bad hires periodically. You know, your business model shifts. You need a different skill set. You know, there are certain qualities and characteristics I look for in an individual, certainly in real estate, first and foremost. I need to know what your why is. Mm
0: -hmm. Why
1: are you doing this job? And are you service oriented? These are not questions I will ask that way, but I want them in the conversation to arise from my candidate and let them tell me. So that you're they paying have
0: attention to that and you're looking for that in their answers.
1: Absolutely. I need to know where that person's coming from. I need to know what that person is motivated, what that person's why is, and are they, what jobs in the past have they had that are service oriented, and did they get fulfilled by that job?
0: So I was working with this uh, gentleman. He runs this technology company. He says, you know, when we're vetting new candidates to be uh, managers in the coding department, the first thing we do is do all the checks on their resume and make sure all the boxes are checked off. Then they come in, and what I do is uh, I get them to tell me about work they've done in the past. And what I'm looking for is on my little notepad, I'm checking off how many times they said I.
1: And how many times they said we. Mm-hmm.
0: And if the we's aren't four times larger than the mm-hmm. I, then I know they're not going to make a good manager or a good team member. Right. And sometimes I have to force people to say, well, it was my initiative, because they were like so giving the team credit. And I thought that was a simple little thing to just get a sense of the person.
1: That's huge, because we do work as a team. There are nine of us that work very closely together, even though a client might be specifically one of our client, one of the individual clients, we all work together, and that that what you bring to the table every day is really important that you share that information.
0: You've probably had some salespeople that are doing well, then they go into a slump. Mm. You know they're worth keeping. Have you ever had that happen, and how did you get that person out of the slump and back on track?
1: It happens. You know, life is tough. Life is a challenge. Um, I think it all comes back down to what I said earlier about being honest, the honesty. I think those one-on-one meetings, you know, at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, or at the end of the day, when you see someone that doesn't have that energy level, you need to bring them in and you need to have a one-on-one. They need a little uplift. They need someone to say, i am noticed, I care, we need to fix it. How together can we solve this problem? I don't think it comes down to strict series of goals or expectations. I think it's all a process. We work together as a team to help everybody do the best they can do.
0: If you looked at the entire realtor community, let's say, in Baltimore, and you were just going to guess, what percentage of people would be the A players, people that walk on water, do exceptional things, so they're like brilliant realtors? What percentage of all the realtors in Baltimore would you say are A players?
1: No more than 10%.
0: What percentage would you say would be C players?
1: I would say 50%.
0: About 40% would be the B players. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What do you think stops, because the B players are getting the same trainings as the A players, Mm -hmm. going to the same conferences, going to the same trainings. What stops them from entering into the A column, do you think?
1: I mean, I think a lot of it's discipline. I think a lot of it is, you know, repetition, doing the same same thing every day and getting into that routine you know routine is huge and accountability is huge you know what it and it goes back to what is your why if you wake up every day and you go what is your why and why do i want to do this job and i want to do it for the best i can do it you will rise but without that discipline and that accountability and about that it's very difficult to rise to the top
0: i agree totally what is something that you know now that you wish you knew 10
1: years ago hmm you know, because I am the flash, I do things quickly. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to think more about the next hour as opposed to the current hour. This one book that I discovered about five years ago, it's called The One Word That Will Change Your Life. Small book, 60 pages long. And the idea is to read it each year and to draw from it what is your biggest weakness. And right. you pick one word and that is your word for the year. No repeats. You do it one, th- one year and that's it. Post it on your desk, your computer, your screen, and you live that word. So several years ago, one of my words was savor. And it was a real eye-opener. It was very, very hard.
0: Savor as in money or people?
1: Savor as in the moment.
0: Uh, Oh, savor.
1: Savor. S-A-V-O-R. Savor the moment.
0: It's huge.
1: Love who you're with. Give them 100% of your time. Put your technology aside, whether it's lunch, cocktails, business meeting, an appointment, your children, your spouse. Spend time with the person you're with and no one else.
0: Brilliant. What's the best business advice you've ever gotten?
1: Don't fear failure. Embrace it. Learn from it and move on. So what's been uh, the most useful
0: failure you've had where you've got this epiphany?
1: You know, when I first got my real estate license, there are a lot of of big agents who sell a lot of houses that I compete with and always have. But early on, I, I couldn't compete you know it was just a single myself new agent i knew i had the intelligence i knew i had the presence i knew i had the ability i really had to distinguish myself from everybody else so that i could be more more successful and by doing that i had to really look introspectively okay where is my weakness where are my strengths and really really work on those strengths so they could be stronger than the people that I'm competing with. Because life is competitive. Real estate is competitive, but so is life. Everything is competitive. Everybody has strengths. Everybody has weaknesses. You've got to build on your strengths and you've got to surround people who can help you with your weaknesses.
0: If there was a new realtor coming into the market that was starting to build a team, what would be the three pieces of advice you'd give that person before they built their team?
1: Get experience mentor someone who you respect, learn your market and learn your trade.
0: Words to live by. And if you were gonna recommend one book to Mm -hmm. someone, what would that book be a must read?
1: Well, in addition to the one word, because I found that pivotal to my personal development, there's a book by Angela Duckworth called Grit. I've read it. Grit is, it gives me goosebumps. Grit is a fabulous book. And really what it says, you don't have to be brilliant. You just have to work hard every single day. And if you do, great things will happen.
0: Tenacity is the number one determining factor of success.
1: Huge. It's a great, great book.
0: There is one other book that I'd suggest that you might want to read. It's called Unleash Your Crazy Sexy Brain. <laughs> I'm not saying who wrote it, but my mother says it's amazing.
1: Yeah, okay. That sounds like a book I would enjoy.
0: <laughs> so that was pretty easy, huh? That oh, was easy. That, that was, was kind fun. of fun.
1: Oh, it's great fun. It's, it's, it's great to really... Think about those things because, you know, the flash, because that is my personality. Right. You don't get introspective very often. I force myself now to, um, but these were great for making me think about, um, you know, what motivates me. You know, sometimes I don't really know. I just, you know, we were out to dinner with some friends and, and, and one, of, one of our good friends turned to my husband and said, So is she ever going to slow down? She, she, and he said, She's 110% or she's nothing. There is no middle.
0: What are you, Yoda? Do or not do? There yeah, is no that, try. I,
1: I, I <laughs> use that quote all the time. I use that all... There is no try. You either do it or you don't. If you don't do it the first time, keep, doing, keep trying till you do it. I love that. I love that quote.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, so easy to say, but it's like the doing. So what I find is... Uh, at the heart of who we are as human beings is where we hold our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And it's our beliefs that control the show. So our behaviors are a direct result of the belief. uh, What I bring to the world is very much uh, those underlying beliefs, how to identify them and how Mm -hmm. to change them very quickly. And when you change them very quickly, so I'll give you a good example. I had this salesperson come in who's doing about $150,000, $160,000 a year, is successful, but is frustrated that, you know, why can't I ever get to the next plateau Mm -hmm. up? For this person, he said, well, tell me about a particular time where you uh, uh, were beating yourself up about not doing better. He says, well, last week I was in my office going, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? I said, okay, go back to your office, see whatever you saw, hear what have you heard, internal thoughts, whatever was going on. When you do those two things, you get to experience what you were feeling back then. What were you feeling? And he goes, that's weird. It's like a tight feeling right over here. I'm feeling it now. And there's a tool from neuroscience you can link that feeling to the unconscious mind. Uh, which records everything and it's like have you felt this feeling before had i asked his conscious mind he would have gone maybe but with this tool he goes oh my god i was about eight or nine years old and we'd gone to a restaurant and my parents were sitting down and the kids were sitting down in front of them and my dad turned to us and said don't order steak we can't afford it that created a belief around money and Mm self-worth that allowed him to build a successful life but no more than the level he was earning. And as right. soon as we uncovered the belief and changed it, he just shot up to the next level. We didn't teach him a thing about selling. It's just, oh, that's the belief that's got it's you pinned. It's
1: all here. It is all, and you know, I, one of the things that I do when I talk to people, and I have a guy on my team, and I'm like, get out of your own way. And, and, and this friend of mine calls it the drunk monkey. You know, the drunk yes. monkey in your head is destroying your life. Get rid of it. Get it out of your life. You've got the skill. It has nothing to do with it. Everybody has the skills. Everybody can do it. This is not rocket science. It's just doing it and getting out of your own way. And It's, it's hard for so yeah, many people.
0: It is because we don't have the right tools to do it. And with uh, applied neuroscience now, there's tools out there where you can go, oh. let's take care of that next couple of sessions and just move forward and go. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think we're at a watershed moment for humanity, because all of a sudden we've got these tools that we can give people that allow them to go, oh, this is what's causing that behavior, and let me change it this afternoon, and Mm -hmm. off you go. Because at the end of the day, the reason for being is for us to have more pleasure and safety and avoid pain and frustration. Right. And when you got somebody that's got Animal this potential instincts. and wants to do better and they're not, mm-hmm. that's massive pain. Yeah. So if you don't have the right tools, even the pain won't allow you to change. Mm-hmm. But uh, I
1: mean, in, all, in all things, I should not be doing what I'm doing. At this level, I'm doing it. I shouldn't be, you know? And here's, the th- here's if I
0: can add to this, because I think that drunk monkey is allowing you to do freaking amazing stuff.
1: Amazing stuff.
0: And and sometimes it does stuff that's not happy. Yeah. But we need to embrace it because part of what it does is allows you to execute. This is what I heard from you in our interview. What I heard from you is, I am going to succeed. A value came up that, you know, it's my job to be fully present for, whether it's an employee, it's a potential customer, it's my husband, it's mm-hmm. my kids, that if I can fully be there and be with them, I add value to that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then... The third thing was that no matter what the task is, I can break it down as, as yep. long as I have that determination to keep on doing those things on a consistent basis. That's yep. how you get success, yep. and that's what I, who that's, I have sitting here it. before me.
1: That's that's and that's me, and that is the only way that I got where I am, because you know what? It's like Yoda says: you can do it or you don't. I yep. choose to do it, and I'll figure it out.
0: Thank you for sitting down with me. <laughs>